This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3599 for Thursday, the 19th of May 2022. Today's show is entitled Linux and Laws Sai Slack or a User's Perspective. It is hosted by Monochromic and is about 45 minutes long. It carries an explicit flag. The summary is a discussion with a longtime Slackware user about this oldest Linux distro still alive. is Linux in Laws, a podcast on topics around free and open source software, any associated contraband, communism, the revolution in general, and whatever else fancies your tickle. Please note that this and other episodes may contain strong language, offensive humor, and other certainly not politically correct language. You have been warned. Our parents insisted on this disclaimer. Happy mum! Thus, the content is not suitable for consumption in the workplace, especially when played back on a speaker in an open plan office or similar environments. Any minors under the age of 35 or any pets, including fluffy little killer bunnies, your trusted guide dog, unless on speed, and cute T-Rexes or other associated dinosaurs. Welcome to Linux In-Laws, Season 1, Episode 56. Martin, how are things? How are things? How are you? Martin, how I wonder, is, can't complain, can't complain. I, I, and how's the Isle, formerly known as the United Kingdom, then ah, the scaled island. down to Kingdom, what, what, and what now island? some island in the North Sea? That's a good question. It's the difference between an Isle and an island. Hmm. I thought an owl was the thing in the middle of a church, but anyway, what do I know? Um, Ireland, Martin, Ireland. Uh, sorry, Island. <laughs> I'm confused. Yes. You're confusing me, Mr. Visser. <laughs> I know, but it's so difficult. Isn't it? <laughs> Indeed. This, well, this and you're easily confused. The, exactly. This is one of the reasons why we do a podcast, though. Yes. <laughs> but this is not about us, but rather about a very interesting topic, which nicely brings us to our guests, uh, brings me to our guests tonight, or rather Martin and myself. Um, we're going to talk about something called Slackware, and we have no other on the podcast than, our, than my esteemed friend, Acquaintance. Lars, what's the word I'm looking for? Ooh. LUG member. Yes, of course. Co <laughs> co member. Whatever. Somebody that I know from the lag, but Lars, why don't you introduce yourself before I make any any more mistakes? Oh uh, yes. Well what can I say? I am a member of the look in Frankfurt. And I worked years quite some time with Slackware. Um, and yes, in the beginning when I first go to the look, um, everybody gets, um, asked which distribution, um, he is using. And I said Slackware and the other guy said, ah, you are this one. <laughs> and the ice was broken. Can I okay. say this in this way? Yes. Um, and you were being serious uh, at the time. 
Yes. Yeah. How 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 long was that ago? I wonder. Or how long ago was that? Oh, how long? You were. You were there too. Um. Two years. How long I'm going coming to the to the look? Two years. More, more like three seven, years. I think. No, it's more than that. No, no, no. Seven years, not um, five. Well, you were there for oh, the for for the first couple of of mouse door open events, no? Yes, we started them in 2016, so that's at least six years. Yeah, you, oh, you probably, probably like really? everybody else lost a few years with the, with the lockdown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the age is going on, and, and sometimes will be lost. Fucking um, older. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I used um, Slackware, I think, over 10 years. And, yeah, Christoph, you, yeah. You, you asked me to have a chat um, over Slackware on, on, of the, in the view of the user. Absolutely, and this is what this podcast is all about, or this episode of the podcast is all about anyway. But before we go into the technical details, Lars, maybe you want to shed a little bit of time or sentences or whatever, or words rather, on your background. Because you're oh, yes, um, this will be a short one. I am an interested amateur. Um, I have no background of IT at all. I'm working in a total, total different business. And um, yes, what, what can I say? I'm interested in Linux and I work with Linux at home and laughing at Windows users if Windows do does what it do the, <laughs> over the time. Don't we all? Producing, <laughs> producing dialogue messages and funny sounds and everything what, what doesn't have to do with productive, um, working. So, if I may ask, what brought you to Slackware in the first place all the years, all these years ago? Oh, yeah, this is, um, <sighs> Perhaps quite interesting. <clears throat> I was a student in the University of Applied Science Sciences. Sciences in Rüsselsheim. And I was studying engineering and I, I lived in the dorm rooms there and sat in my dorm and we were a few people who who had an appointment an appointment that I um, will book a DSL internet port okay and I helped them to set the I helped to set them up the DSL connection wow so you did this under the cover uh, under the covers rather sorry yes <laughs> you you won ISP at university without Anybody knowing it apart from the from the few from the few few people in the dorm? Yes, just on, not all people in the dorm, just a few. 
10 okay. people, I think, that was. And, um, yeah, I, I had an old PC, and I decided that Windows is no option. It was the time of Windows 2000. Mm-hmm. Some um, colleagues, some students made this at this time and had a, an automatic task at 5 o'clock in the morning or 6 o'clock in the morning for an automated reboot that um, the computer doesn't reboot during the day okay. randomly. And I doesn't want a illegal copy of Windows with a on a on a computer that is twenty four seven in the internet. Can't blame you there. And then I, I doesn't have I have no clue of wind of Linux. And then I got go to then I'm gone to the media markt and bought Zuse version 8 or something. Okay. Something, so were, some, something yeah. like that. So you and originally, you were a SUSE user, okay? No. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> Never used it. <laughs> Never <laughs> used it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See. Because, okay. because I, I tried to install it. Uh-huh. I tried to install it and um, after one week of try and error, I said, if no one knows someone who have a clue of Linux, I have internet. I ask everyone, do you know Linux? Everyone said no. And I ask, do you know some someone who knows Linux? And everyone said again, no. And then I said, okay. Until end of this week, if there is no one who have clue of Linux, I have internet. Have fun. And at the next day, a student, one of these small group, knocked on my door <laughs> and said, Hi Lars, this is Sven. Sven knows Linux. And Sven was... Also a student and was part-time administrator at the Frankfurt airport. And he uses Slackware for his machine. And he comes, he take, he took a seat on, on my computer and I thought, okay, you can, um, watch him over the shoulder and learn something because you don't want to be the one that after the, the installing and in the in the operational time come every second over the other with with a uh, with a, another problem with oh how I can do this, how I can do that nerve wracking. And yes, after thirty seconds I thought, okay, it was a good plan, but it doesn't work like it is intended. He, he installed Slackware, he configured Slackware, and I learned Slackware. Something about six months every day, 
I read in the internet, I looked at my configuration without GUI, everything on the CLI, and just when I doesn't um, go on with a problem or solve a problem, then I, I called him. And yes, it was a little frustrating because, and I think every Linux user knows this, he comes to my place, he sat on the computer, he opened the right configuration file, he set this one character right, what was wrong, and everything goes right, and everything is very well. <laughs> and, um, yeah, over the time I learned to use Slackware, and then I decided that I um, will use Slackware not only as a server, but as a desktop, and voila, I was a Slackware user. Interesting, and kids, for those of you who are listening, that was even before YAML, where a single character would make a difference. But Martin, over to you. Yes, yeah, so do you remind me which year this was? Nineteen ninety-eight, nineteen ninety-three, well, or something, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You mentioned Windows two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm joking, Martin. I'm joking. You go ahead there. That was Slackware eight, I think. Version eight or ten. Um, but without a GUI, and it was great. It worked, and Sven said, every code. Co every line of code on the computer is a security risk and you don't need a GUI. And he was right. <laughs> it doesn't need a GUI. Because in Slackware every every configuration is text. And you don't have to have a GUI for fancy administration tools and so on. You have to know what you do. Yeah. For sure, for sure. So, so you've used it for well, let's not say ten, 10 years to put it simply, or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, and have you tried any other Linux distribution since? And if so, what is your uh, opinion to stick with Slackware? Yes, I tried many distributions. Um, I installed a virtual machine and tried from interest several distributions tried them out and looked at them and do some things I had always a Ubuntu distribution in the virtual machine to test programs and before I installed them in my productive in my, my main system and um Yes, they there were no um, at no time there were the wish to change mm -hmm. until until these this point that I changed really to another distribution. The distributions I saw in the virtual machine weren't um, so interesting, and my mindset was changing in these in this Unix way, the Kiss principle and. Then I saw Ubuntu, and Ubuntu cried in my face, I will make everything for you, and I am smart, and I know, no, you don't. <laughs> it's, no, it's not for me. 
not my cup of tea. Okay, and, and is, are you running this now both as a server and as a desktop as well? Is that, is that right? Yes, I, I ran it as a server and as a desktop. And there were a file server and this routing system um, in this, so to say, um, and on the desktop. And it runs well over the years. If you um, have Slackware once fought down... It is your friend, indeed. But you have to fight it down first. Okay. Are you, are you saying it's very different from other Linux distributions, though, maybe? Yeah, yeah, very, very different. Uh, not very different. It is a regular distribution. Okay. But in his philosophy, it has some differences to, to other distributions that may sounds funny in some way. Um, for example, nothing will be trained, changed until it have to be changed. Nice. And <laughs> this is a good thing. But, yes. but um, the installer of Slackware is the same installer who were created or programmed when Slackware was born. It is a D-message Windows system and some lo some people are laughing at this, but it is the same system, and it will be the same system until it will it is needed to change. And the bootloader Lilo Slackware works with Lilo. Ah, yes. Something like this Slackware have um, the editor at is in the distribution integrated. You know the editor at. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. I think I do, yes. But I know, no, <laughs> I doesn't know anyone who uses it, including me. No. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is my VI and Vim came around. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that easy to use. My, my there's, there's always the stream flavor available called SED. <laughs> <laughs> If you choose, to, if you choose that for a change, and the hipsters like Martin or kind of have, have ventured onto things like Vim and stuff or VI for that matter. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, this is something. It is funny when when you use Slackware and someone asks you, "Ah, oh, yes, I need a serial console," and you say, "Yes, Minicom is is installed," and Every time on this, you have, you see the head of your open of your opponent of your chat partner is banging on the table on these. No, what you, what bootloader do you have? Lilo Pock. <laughs> what is here? The, how will this this be done? Oh yes, this is easy. You go to this file and change this to that. Pork. <laughs> yeah, but I was really happy with it. Oh, that's the important thing, no? Yes, of course. And I learned that these these um, original Unix traditions are good. One program for one task these things are. And I live in this context 
after these philosophy doesn't understand these the other things like programs who want to do everything no why i see no reason it is complex doesn't want it is a, a, a beautiful program and it runs and you can can make a lot of things but I need not one program who makes all, but not in the right way. I want to have a program, a program for email and a program for my address, for my addresses and a program for my calendar and so on. Because, um, these programs that I choose and it is my working and not some work toolchain or workflow that um, a developer thinks that it is the right for me. And I want to choose an email client. I want to choose a separate address database and my a calendar program and so on. Many distributions may want, want to make this decision for you. Like Windows does it too. Windows is the best example for this. If you want to use Windows, Windows is presses you or yes, presses you in his way, in his workflow, in his tool set. But this is not mine. And you um, lose efficiency through that, I think. Very true. So what do you think makes Slackware different from other Linux-based uh, Linux distributions? Like the ones yeah. like Ubuntu or say, well, we kind of already touched OpenSUSE, but maybe CentOS, where it was still the rage, or for the matter Debian. I think one big point is that Slackware doesn't have a dependency checking. It doesn't do it all. If you want to install a program, you can do this, but you have to to check for yourself that all of the dependencies are fulfilled. And this is again a positive point in in my eyes. Okay. Because the most programs I installed in Slackware had two, three libraries as dependencies. And every dependency checking I used, running into a rampage sooner or later. In SUSE, I wanted to to install a CD player, and he installed four gigabyte software, inclusive cups and some servers and so on. And no, what this is doesn't have to be done because of I want to have a 270 kilobyte big CD player. This does not this does not happen in Slackware. So on the off chance, I mean, if you want to print a say <laughs> CD table of contents, no, if you want to print a table of contents of, for, for a record or something without cups, you're lost, no? <laughs> yes, but I don't have to, to install cups to to, to play a CD. 
Well, that's true. But if you want to print something on the side, cups, cups, and hand, you know. <laughs> yes, of course, it's cup. yes. cups. Yes, cups, of course, being the things that the community th- stole, or the thing that the community stole from Apple, because yeah. I think they came up in the first place with this with this printing subsystem, which is now the standard on Linux, by the way. So the community borrowed it and for and conveniently forgot to give it back. But that's a totally different ball game, or story rather. Well, it's a very interesting perspective because out of convenience, I reckon that most people wouldn't bother with a distribution that doesn't resolve dependencies. Even Arch does this. Pardon? Even Arch does resolve dependencies. Ah, yeah, yeah, it is. It it does. But I really, the only distribution I know that doesn't check for dependencies is Slackware at this moment. It doesn't know another one. If I'm being what honest. about what about Gentoo? If you do yeah. the merge, I think that checks. Doesn't that check for dependencies, Martin? You have been using Gentoo for the last what under cover at least because you are, even your wife doesn't know about it for the last twenty years, no, <laughs> Mister Visser? Something along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and of course, Linux from scratch comes to mind because you can forget about package management there. Never mind <laughs> resolving dependencies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Linux, yes, Linux from scratch. Details, details, maybe in the show notes. <laughs> you are right. <laughs> so, uh, so Lars, you're still using Slackware, or have you moved on to some more hipster-like distribution, <laughs> like Mark no, I... has all those years ago? <laughs> Martin, do you use the Slackware? <laughs> Some time ago. Well, Martin, Martin uh, I may have done, but I don't remember. How <laughs> back, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, jokes aside, I, I've, yeah. I've never given that a try, although I, dibble, I, I dabbled in, in, in Linux from scratch at some stage, but then I joined the hipster club and use and use normally predefined distributions like the like Debian or Arch or, 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 or Ubuntu even. Okay. And yes, I'm on Arch at this moment. I'm not using Slackware anymore. What caused you to make that move? I was frustrated. Slackware on the version 14.2 was extraordinary long, the official release. There are two branches the stable release and the current release, and the current release is the development branch. And it will, it is updated daily, and normally it is stable, but sometimes not. You can update daily, and everything normally works fine. Sometimes it breaks your system. Hmm. And I don't want this on my, on my productive computer I don't I want a stable distribution with stable programs and want to use them and doesn't want to bother of their stability or their dependency their dependencies. And so I used the stable um, branch. Okay. It is it is it gets security updates and it is there and you and you can use it but at one time it is it was so old that I can't use programs because of the version of the glibc the glibc mm-hmm. 
um, this program's aborted with the message that my glibc is too old. I see. And there is no way for me then. And a something like PHP or some uh, PHP, the version of PHP was the version that is uh, version 5, was That's version eight. 5. That's and version eight. five is is not not only out of the out of the out of his time it is achieved achieved and um away and um yes, I tried to write an email to Patrick Volkerting to explain my situation not to get an answer or or get something like a a to get an excuse or something he have he have his work and he cannot um excuse for for everything one of his users likes at this moment but um i just wanted to write it down and the email came back because it was not deliverable and at first i thought i made a mistake and I doesn't. I write. I wrote this um, email again, and the same answer. I I got the same answer from the mail server that this email, the official email from the official homepage of Slackware, cannot be delivered. And okay. at this point, I I decided that I will change my distribution, and I ask about a. On a, about another distribution and then I installed Debian first but Debian wasn't the right thing for me it is a good distribution but not for me and then and then I installed Arch and Arch satisfied my needs more or less till now and I'm happy with it that's the main important thing but then you're using this on an Intel right on the Intel processor yes Yes. So no no fancy ARM thirty two bit perhaps uh, arch. So because no, no. All... it is uh, yes AMD and Intel processors. Yes. Yeah, because as we all know, thirty the the alarm project gave up on thirty two bit ARM support uh, just before Christmas. Okay. So that's the reason why I have to kind of make up my mind if I want to run the the thirty two bit ARM systems, and there are quite a few of them sitting in my zoo. Uh, on yeah. Debian or something else, but that the jury is still out on uh, on on this topic. Martin, any any questions from your side before we close this off? Yeah, this one. I mean, it it looks like Stackware was pretty popular uh, some years ago, and then went a little bit on the decline. So, so how are you um, seeing that from your perspective? Do you, do you see many fellow Stackware users, or uh, judging by your opening comment? <laughs> <laughs> there aren't that many out there. <laughs> so you see the the, the evolving involvement of of Slackware going forwards. Can you repeat the question? Yeah, so, so I mean, it, it looks like the the usage of Slackware was quite high, right, in, uh, some years ago, and then it yeah. sort of, uh, slowed down and lowered. It's I don't know much lower in the in the in the usage rankings of of the Unix distributions, right? So yeah. I'm just wondering how how do you See other users using Slackware, and is it is it slowly uh, you know declining further, or that you know as as people are adopting other 
uh, choosing more mainstream Unix distributions. Is that what your opinion um, is? Yeah. Well? yeah. In my eyes, the, the Slackware community always was very small, but yes, it was, in my eyes, it is a, a small and close-knit community. And there were a German forum for, for Slackware at this time I began. And they were um, administrators and professionals using Slackware on their on their work, and gave really good answers if you um, asked the questions right. Everyone knows it that you you have to make a a small example of the problem to explain or doesn't. Use questions like, oh, I have a problem. And yes, that's the question. And they were, they were very helpful. They were kind and they helped as they could. But in this forum, too, it is, um, that person for person changed to another distribution, I wow. think. And, and if this forum isn't anymore, it is like quite few years offline. Okay. And I think one of the reasons is the actuality of the packages. If I have a, a distribution who is mainly for server use, I cannot use PHP 5 and update it only to another, or to a later version in the testing branch. These things don't understand these thing, these things. I don't under understand this decision from Patrick Volkerding, who is the benevolent dictator for life. But if I have a distribution for servers, I have to have some packages actual. I have to have, I have to update them regularly. If you do not, if you don't do this, more and more people will change to another distribution and don't, and, and don't use your your product. Well, that's the case. I reckon with any decent open source software. I mean, if you don't maintain it, if you don't improve it, uh, it it will fall by the wayside. And eventually, you're talking about bit rot. For example, there was a there was a file sharing client by the name of C file. I mean, links maybe in the show notes that exactly that exactly suffered that fate about five seven years ago. So many people who at the time were using Zfile moved off to other file sharing solutions like Nextcloud and what have you. That's exactly what happened. Is this a question? Is this a valid answer for your question, Martin? Or yeah, I think. Uh, no, that's, that's that's very good. It's, it sounds like yeah, it, it is on the decline, sadly. But um. yeah, it's, yes, it is the oldest oldest active distribution. Twenty five years, right? If I'm not completely mistaken, it is three months older than Debian. Okay. DistroWatch says here 25, oh, oldest, oldest still, um, still alive, Linux distributions. Yeah. 25 years old, something like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a long time. That, that can be. And Martin, you said something, but it is, it was an ununderstandable. Uh, that's usually the case when Chris is talking. 
<laughs> this remark will be censored, of course. That yeah. goes without saying. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Martin, uh, any yes. any 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 final remarks before we part ways, or no, we do, yeah, no, rather no, before we do it's, uh, it's before we good, do the poxies? It's got such course. a good name, really, hasn't it? Um, mm. uh, Slackware. So. Uh, for the name alone, it should should stay around. Yeah, for the slackers among us, right? Insane. <laughs> 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 okay, time for the poxes, I suppose. Last pox. The poxes are a trademark thing with the in-laws. This is something that is worth mentioning. Anything goes. Martin normally mentions movies, some illegal drugs, counterfeit money, that sort of thing. I normally stick to books and other cultural achievements. <laughs> okay. uh, but really anything goes so Lars what's your pick of the week then my pick of the week let me see anything worth mentioning essentially yes I oh I'm <laughs> why don't you go first Chris to, to show I'm tempted to I'm tempted to mention DistroWatch actually for a change but that's the easy one I suppose so DistroWatch it is Last Martin, whatever. Yeah, please, please feel free, Martin. I'm. I'll, um, I'll, I'll go next. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever seen the film The Ipcris File, which was had Michael Caine in it. The what? The Ipcris File. It's like a uh, let's say a, a spy movie from the sixties. Is it one? Of, is, is that one of your art house movies, Martin? That nobody no, knows. No, no, it's not, it's not art house. It's got Michael Caine in it, so it's hardly art. <laughs> So Martin, why don't you enlighten about why don't you enlighten us about the latest addition to your art house collection of movies? I like art house. I can't help you with that, I'm afraid. No worries, Martin. Just just summarize the whole thing. What we're summarizing now? The mo- your movie, your pick of ah movie. right no, it's, no so the it's not a movie. The original movie was a sixties movie, and. Um, now there is a series uh, along the same lines come out, which is also very, uh, if you like, sort of 60s Cold War type scenarios. Yeah. If I can find these details, maybe in the show notes. If it's, I can, it's on find uh, this. it's on ITV, so, which you, you probably won't <laughs> be able to get in your country unless you, well you probably have you, you can just set up a VPN well right? you see exactly so this VPN site normally does the trick yeah, 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 yeah. so if it's on ITV that's mm-hmm. almost halfway towards the hard house movie you know yeah it's just quite arty yes <laughs> in my opinion anyway. ITV what can I say no I'm, I'm joking I mean if you would have said BBC yes by all means but I'm well, fair enough. BBC maybe, anymore. maybe I can dig it up. You never know. But last, five, um, yes. last but least, yes. what's your what's your pick? The pick is Meet the Feebles. The film Meet the Feebles. Yes. You know I Meet the Feebles? Yes. I yes. Heard about it. I, well, okay. I, I wouldn't say I know it, but I heard about it. So. But um, you have to drink a lot of alcohol before <laughs> of the seeing of this it. film. Don't worry about it. So, any time of day. So, I mean, I, I only know vaguely of it. So, why don't you enlighten us, Lars? It is really funny. <laughs> it is out of the life of, of shows. And it is weird. really yes, weird. Thank you. <laughs> and um, it is the opposite of all art house films. 
<laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> this is ancient, right? Yes. Not ancient, but it have a few years on it, yes, I think. IMDb talks about not, not all things new are good, you know, Chris. They made good things in the past as well. And it is not in Netflix and not not in Amazon Amazon Am, Amazon. Amazon. Amazon available and so on. And you have to you, you have to have it physically, yeah. Lars, do you know who did this? I'm I'm, a, I'm quite impressed. Who, sorry, who directed this movie? I should, I should be oh, more precise. Um, Peter Jackson, 1989. Yeah, that's exactly the one. The li- Yeah, exactly that Peter Jackson that did some sort of strange trilogy about elves or something. Details, maybe in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, you, you normally you normally watch that kind of movie, you know, with, um, with puppets and so on. It is really funny. <laughs> you don't you don't mean Lord of the Rings, then? No? I, as a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if, if that classes as as art house movies, then yes. <laughs> so, people, if you have any questions about art house movies, <laughs> the email address is Martin. That's as long as I limit it to uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> Any parting remarks before we close off the show? And I don't want to hear Arthouse movie now. No. <laughs> okay. Well, I'd just like to say thanks, thanks to Lars. Yes, Lars. Thank you very much oh, for being yeah. on the show. You're welcome. I appreciate it. I hope it is um, usable. Absolutely. Especially given the fact that I do not speak Dutch, Martin tries his German and we both <laughs> fail at English, I suppose. So that's okay. <laughs> okay. No, last jokes jokes aside. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much thank you very much for taking the time. And maybe you're gonna go back to Slackware at some stage. Maybe not. Yeah maybe I have some ideas. But that's always good to know. Yes, yes. And I'm I'm working on the talk about the packware, uh, the the package management of Slackware. Yes, very good. <laughs> and that bring that lastly brings us to the end of the show. People, thanks for listening. This is the Linux in laws. You come for the knowledge, but stay for the madness. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening. listening. This podcast is licensed under the latest version of the Creative Commons license. Type attribution share like. Credits for the intro music go to Blue Sea Roosters for the song Solid Market, to Twin Flames for their piece called The Flow, used for the segment intros, and finally to Celestial Ground for the song Sweet Justice, used by the Dark Side. You find these and other ditties licensed under CC at Chimando, a website dedicated to liberate the music industry from choking copyright legislation and other crap concepts.
Valian, why is your name Patrick Volkerding? It's a, pra it's a practical joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I always do that sort of thing just to confuse Martin. Most of the time, it, uh, times it works. <laughs> okay. But unfortunately, as we unfortunately as we your, your voiceovers aren't so good. <laughs> but unfortunately, as we as we progress with the episodes, <laughs> this becomes less and less effective. I'm tempted to say. Mm. <laughs> You have to be more creative instead. <laughs> oh, we had this already, so no sweat, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, yes. Welcome, <laughs> yes. Plan, plan, yeah. <laughs> Very smooth. How, How long do we need for this one hour shot? <laughs> we normally we, we normally estimate about about four hundred minutes, give or take. <laughs> Okay. I, I have been proven to be off on this one. <laughs> I have okay. some food here in my place. We can um, go on. <laughs> if you yeah, if you want to get some water or some food supplies, now would be the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, jokes aside. Well, apart from my co-host and his words problems, <laughs> everything's fine. <laughs> We're going to cut this out anyway. There's always the outtakes and stuff. <laughs> yeah. have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.